Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. All right. Hello, everyone. Hey, ladies. How are y'all doing today? Hey. Hey, What's good? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm good. 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 Well, it's good to see your faces. Feel like I don't see you all. Haven't seen y'all in forever. I know. I know. Really haven't. It's, it's been, been a while. So, yeah, so weird. I it posted up a I Miss My Homies collage yeah. on Instagram for Throwback Thursday. Yeah. Aww. It's so crazy how just stuff you take for granted. I know. Yeah. Like, Seriously. I'm ready to brunch for like 72 hours when this is over. And, and dang so it. And I just, just want to go shoe shop. Yeah, I just want to go buy some shoes. <laughs> That's all. I would I'm like to shop in. You could look. Let me tell you what ain't stopped. <laughs> 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 Corona has had no effect on these online sales because they yeah. are hitting me up left and right. <laughs> I got something in my car on Nordstrom right now that I'm talking myself out of. Because I'm like, where are you going? Where you about? Where you about to wear it to? The living room. But that's what I mean. Like I'm not about to even get online. I I look like I don't care about life at work because <laughs> I'm literally like, listen, I'm about to shut this door, and pretty much no one's gonna see me for the next eight hours while I'm in this building. So. I don't even yeah. think I put makeup on today. In fact, I didn't put makeup on today. I was like, why? And I also wore the That's same funny. pants. That's funny. I put makeup on today for the first time. <laughs> you say you wore a bandana? No, I wore the same pants to work today no, no. that I wore yesterday. I was like, who's going to care? Who's notice? I work from home. I feel like I only change <laughs> pants once a week. <laughs> That's funny. I went back to work this week, so it's been nice. Did you? Mm-hmm. I went back um, yesterday and today. And I'm going again tomorrow. Oh, good. Oh, so yeah. you got out. You got yeah, 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 yeah. some fresh yeah. air. Yeah. And I'm going to probably do half a day tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'm just sitting here looking outside the window like a little puppy. I'm just watching people walk by. You <laughs> looking know. outside of the window. Hey. Watching the asphalt grow. Oh, What's going on? Oh, it's good times. Okay. Is it no? Is that good times? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't no, watching it. Like it is. I hated that show. I never. I wasn't really? allowed to watch it. Really? Oh yes, I, you know, I Shari was not allowed to watch Negro. Um, you need to talk to your mom and ask what 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 you had. What had your mom and your dad had against black shows. I don't know. It's so crazy. It's so much stuff. One of my friends the other day was talking about, um, no, today was talking about Snoop Dogg and his scene in Baby Boy when he walked out. And I, in April's like, yes. And I'm like, I've never seen Baby Boy. Shut the front door. What? Wait a minute, Shara. Baby Boy was out when we were in college. Right. right. That's why I'm like, wait a minute. This is not your parents at this Cause, point. Because <laughs> I remember Tuskegee only had HBO. And HBO played Baby Boy my entire freshman year every weekend. Oh, like well, I, freshman year, I still stayed at home. 
Oh, okay. What about sophomore year? <laughs> what about this year? <laughs> At no point. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, because I, I think because I wasn't raised watching the Negro classics, I have no desire to go back and start to watch them. See, this like is why so, this is why you got to stop procrastinating because I have been saying I was going to host a Shari Black movie night yes. in my my complex in our movie theater room, and I've yes. I just I need to see. I should have did it because now your can't complex use it. has a movie theater. So when we come out of Corona, mm, it's really nice. I never used it, but they showed it to me when I uh, was viewing the property. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, when I move in, I'm going to use this movie theater room." Child, I ain't been in there. We got to do um, it on the other side of Corona. Yeah, so we're going to do it. We're going to pick Black Movie Night. Or we can do a virtual one since we ain't got no do a virtual movie. Black Movie Night. So listeners, if y'all got some Black movies that you think are classics that I need to see, send it in. And don't question. If you don't question and say, well, has she seen this? I she don't hasn't. Want to see she probably has. She has not. I have not. She's not. I have well, sorry, you also have to concede on your caveat of happy endings. Oh yeah. Although I could give you one with a happy ending, and it was still a hood classic and ratchet, all wrapped up in one. And it is on Netflix. What is it? Play as club. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I knew you were about to say play club. Players Club. That's the one okay. that I did see. Oh, okay. but that was because yeah, I did watch Players Club, and I remember watching it. In college. So how do you tell Players Club but not Baby Boy? Right. Because I think one of my friends, we used to watch it in the dorm all the time. (laughs) One of your friends want to be a stripper, didn't she? Probably. Friend might have been me. Mm. (laughs) 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 Let's let's roll on into the media, (laughs) the madness, and the memes. Do you guys have anything that's happening in the media, some memes that you came across as we are ever scrolling through our phones now since we're stuck in the since we're in the house, safe in the house. I shouldn't say stuck in the house. Since we're safe in the house, any madness happening in your lives? Oh my gosh. So, um, tons of madness. Tiger King. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Erica. No, no, go ahead. You you go. <laughs> I would say the so the Tiger King memes have been great. I I I I finally watched it last weekend. Um, and I finished it up this past week. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched in my life. But the memes have been Hilarious. And I will quote <laughs> one of the podcasts, Righteous and Ratchet. And he said it was <laughs> so Tiger King is a white Michael Vick story. And <laughs> I got truer words have never been spoken. I said, that's what this is. Oh my goodness. And the title of that episode was White People Come Explain This. <laughs> white people come explain this. Like, come here, come hither. And he had two white co-hosts. That is so funny. I think that is the one thing that contains no black people, right? No black people in the cast. And that is, and we are happy about that. That's the one time that we are happy that they are, we ain't up in there. It's got nothing to do with us. It's ain't got nothing to do with us. I feel like watching stuff like this is the equivalent of white people watching like slave movies. Like, you know, I don't know <laughs> why people like to watch slave movies, but I certainly like to watch, you know, any kind of depiction of white people doing white things 
that <laughs> black people are just like, look at them. <laughs> right? right? It's kind of like one of those fascination things. It reminds me of the um, abducted in plain sight. Like, that's one of those things that I'm like, that is a white people phenomenon to me. And it's fascinating. It and is. I feel like that's that's kind of the equivalent of Tiger King, which I still have not watched. But every Black person that I know who has watched it has recommended it because they said, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's a train wreck that you just cannot <laughs> take your eyes off of. And it's wonderful. Tiger so. King transcends race at this point. I feel like <laughs> everybody who's watched it has been WPF. Like, it's like, so what bad. Is happening? And the fact that, like, it has... Like close South Carolina ties, like right. When I saw this, it of course right up the road, right up in Myrtle Beach, right Right up up the road, road. and it makes so much sense. (laughs) As soon as they said Florida, I said, "Of course, of course, of of course, Florida isn't here." Of course, yeah. What about what else have you guys noticed? Media (laughs) madness memes. So uh, let's see. I got a meme. Or maybe it wasn't even a meme. Actually, I don't think this was a meme. But I got this uh, snippet where, is it the New York Daily News um, showed where the Philippines president gives authorities the okay to shoot those violating the coronavirus lockdown order. And I was like, oh, my God. So the headline reads, Philippines president gives authorities okay to shoot those violating coronavirus lockdown orders. Quote, is that understood? Dead. Instead of causing trouble, I will just bury you. Unquote. Oh, oh, my goodness. So he's taking it very seriously. Uh, I'm scared. I, w- I thought I I thought there was a problem with our president. Um, yeah, and questionable decisions. I'll, I'll say that. But this one, where you just give them the authority to shoot people, he said, "Get down and lay down, big one." <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm like, what if they trying to go to the grocery store? He is not playing any games. No, about people in the streets. Right. That's crazy. And where is this PR person that's like, nah, it's the Philippines? We probably- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not not knocking anybody listening from right. the Philippines, but uh, I, I feel like the PR person probably <laughs> say yes, I, yes. Let's go ahead and make this announcement because right, right. But you listen. Somebody said they're gonna shoot you if you out. I'm not about to object. Okay, right. Because clearly. You're going to do it anyway. You don't need my you, bro. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Hey, did y'all see the uh, news about the um, minister? I think he was in, oh, man, I need to find it. But he held two church services. Was that not um, in Florida? Was, was it, it was in Florida? Florida. <laughs> Like it was Florida. Florida. I don't I don't understand why we haven't thrown Florida away. Like just throw the whole state away. Because of Disney. Disney World. <laughs> well, Disney's closed now, so I feel like this is the time to do it. It's only temporary. Girl, Disney is about to blow up when this stuff is over. It, it yeah, so they were trying to arrest well, they were saying should should the man be arrested for continuing to have church. He had two services. He should be. 
Well, you know what? I won't say arrested. I don't think you should be put in jail. I do think you should be fined. Yeah. Jail time. Yeah, I mean, that's a waste of money. I mean, I feel like we can't trust him now. He needs to be in jail until this debacle is over. I think he should be fined and the doors of his church should be closed. Like, you can close a church. Just, well, that's true. Well, not, or put, say, if you attempt to have, we, we will arrest or fine. We'll fine every person who comes uh, to church. But I, I'm trying, you know, because we don't need more people in jail. Right. Right. We don't. People in jail. You're right about like that. Anybody is preventing you from continuing to worship, like because there's plenty of churches who have gone to online, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe there's some churches who they don't have that capability or that platform. But read a book. Church is not the building. Like, if your congregation needs the physical building, like you already doing something wrong. I saw a clip where parishioners for one church drove to the building. They all sat in their cars, let their windows down. And the pastor was outside with a loudspeaker and, you know, he was doing his thing. Like, that's an option if you feel like you got to go. But to enter the building, to collect and commune as a huge group, I feel like that's that's negligence. Yeah. Yeah, it's negligence and it's also ego. Like I don't I don't believe you're doing this out of some um like you believe this is helping people's faith. Like I think there's ego somewhere in there of you feel like you I don't know. Cuz just like why? Why do you why would you put cuz I I get if this was a month ago when we were still like, "Oh, you may not be, you know, a little past it had really but now, come on, like, you know, you play. So I think it's a risk. I mean, it's, it's unnecessarily pace, placing your congregants at risk so you can be the martyr. So you can mm-hmm. say the government won't stop my faith. Um, and I've seen people defend it. Like right. the government yeah. want to attack the word of God. No, no, they're not. Nobody's telling you you can't worship. They're just saying you can't do it in groups. You can't do it in groups. Right. And if your faith is that limited that you can't connect with God. Without a pastor, what does it say about your faith? Mm-hmm. I agree. But oh, I that, think on on yeah. in addition to that, there's also that new worship building that's been being built for the last seven years that still ain't paid for. Um, mm. that they need to keep them collection plates flowing, and that's and that's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Better send out an online uh, <laughs> a PayPal a PayPal account. Okay, online. Let me you, you, my church takes church. app. Mm-hmm. They take right. cash. You can do everything online. Mm-hmm. So no, that's the madness that's happening out there. Well, the 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 silver lining because I'm trying to find silver lining is now I don't have to worry about my mom asking me if I went to church. That Sunday. is a blessing. So right. like, no, I don't have to feel bad about bedside Baptist anymore. <laughs> right. <sighs> I don't have to feel bad cool. about it. Well, I think that takes us into the topic of today's um, show is that why is it so hard for us to follow the directive for isolation, right? So we've been, first it was social distance, right? So limit your social contact with people. There's other places, you know, that have really kind of done really well. Apparently there's somewhere where you can look at each state and see what their letter grade is 
for social distancing. Apparently, South Carolina has a D right now. We have a D um, when it comes to our social distancing grade, which doesn't surprise me because we're pretty much um, next to last um, or at the very bottom on a lot of things. But social distancing, we are we are not getting a passing grade. And then, of course, on top of that, now we've got you, we're throwing out words like isolation and quarantine, and it is causing people to lose their mind. We have gone complete fool over the idea that we have to isolate from people. But so I think we need to talk about today of what is what's the kind of psychology around why it's hard for humans to isolate, like why we really need this um, closeness and human connection. So that would be a really good topic since we are, you know, dealing with some of this stuff right now um, all over the place. Yeah. I think I have one question for you guys. Like, has it been difficult for you to social distance? Because we all have, you know, the stay at home orders now. Has it been hard for you to follow some of those orders, some of those, you know, commands from the government? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Now I've done well in like, I haven't gone, I hadn't gone to any like clubs or bars or anything like that. But um, I definitely was going to the grocery store way too. Like I didn't do a good job of like only going once a week or, or, you know, I was like, Oh, I need something else. I forgot. Let me run into. Mm-hmm. Um, so although I wasn't doing as much socializing, I hadn't clamped down on it. Like I should have. Mm-hmm. And I, like I went to someone's house um, but I was like, well, it's only one person. Like I'm literally going to the same house and I'm only yeah. going back to my house. Like I'm not hitting three and four spots. So even then I was like rationalizing. Um, so mm-hmm. I've done a better job of like, okay, only go out if you absolutely need to go in, get what you need and leave. And I also realized I was using those grocery store runs as my socializing. Like yeah. <laughs> I needed to get out. I needed to talk to people. I needed to see another human. And, um, which is real. Like I, I needed that. So, yeah. No, I was doing the same thing except for with the grocery store. I was using the gym. Like Mm. I was making those excuses. My gym is small. I personally know the owners. They're clean, like they're cleaning. Like I was using that as my way out. Like I work from home, so I'm home. I'm not going out any other time. I'm just leaving to go to the gym. And I did that for a minute, you know, and then I started feeling guilty. Like I noticed myself kind of like trying to skirt around when people would be like, hey, did you leave the house today? I'd be like, mm. You know, not yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I was embarrassed to talk about it, and so I was like, "Well, why am I embarrassed?" And I think it came down to I didn't feel like I was being socially responsible. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I was just out here rogue in the streets, and so I had to slow down and I had to be a little bit more responsible with heading out, even if it is just one time to the mm-hmm. gym. You know, being more responsible and what that looks like and how. Even that can impact just us getting over this, flattening the curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have definitely avoided going places, but I think it's also because I am having to go in to, you know, work. And so 
for me, I think I'm already feeling like, oh, you know, I have to like be in the same general space with other people that I don't want to go, you know, anywhere. And I've been doing, you know, trying to like basically isolate myself in my office, um, which I've done a pretty good <laughs> job of, you know, for the most part. Right. I got funny looks when I went into the meeting today and everybody sat at the same table and I'm still like, no, she's going to sit over here by the door <laughs> um, <laughs> a good bit away from all y'all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think because my situation is I'm, I am having to see people every day, I would love to stay home and not be around anybody for any reason. So. Yeah. And I think that just speaks to like the difficulty, like it's so hard to do to decrease my socializing. And I'm not even a super, like, I'm not even a social butterfly. Like, I'm not even out here socializing. Like, I consider myself introverted, you know, and it has still been difficult to stay home. I think it has a lot to do with what April um, mentioned, you know, when we were kind of talking before the show of, like, it's important for people to feel autonomous. And I think the fact that mm-hmm. we've been told- yes. Hey, don't do this thing makes it that much more desirable (laughs) to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what is this one thing this is kind of has sparked is an interest in like for me knowing the why the psychology behind it. And and that's exactly it. There is a piece on it is a when you are compelled to do something, you become more resistant because somebody is telling you to do it versus if you do it on your own. Um, and Shari has sent us a couple of articles because um, we are all you know, in the mental health field in various capacities um, about the psychological effects. Of, it was talking about quarantine, but it can still be a, a, applied to social distancing. And one of the topics what, uh, was altruism versus compulsion. So altruism is this idea of you doing things just from the goodness of your heart versus being made to do it. And studies or research has shown that when they look into areas that have been under quarantine, um, the response and even the psychological response is better when people self-isolate and self-quarantine and self-do all this versus being placed into a facility or placed into a camp. Um, Because, I mean, if we even just thinking about those options, like I would much rather isolate in my house than go to a hospital and have to isolate and on a ward. Um, And so the there's a there's a compulsion component of it and then you have um we are social Mm -hmm. creatures so that's why it doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted we still need to be around people and even there's uh research um around the power of touch and what happens when we don't get touched you know like there are physical consequences not physical consequences but um like our physical body we we get sick easier or just like even um, because it breaks down when you're not around people. So I think that's one thing that this is showing us is the power of connections. And you know how it was like the cool thing for people to talk about, like, you can invite me, but I'm not going like it was the vibe of being antisocial and I hate people and I'll go. And now we're right. saying, no, you don't hate people as <laughs> I've much I've been as you seeing the memes do. that say, you know, when all this is over, I promise I'm going everywhere that I'm invited to. Like, <laughs> invite me, I promise I'll be 
be there. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show, you know, yeah. like we definitely have to, like we're hardwired to have that interaction with other people. And so, especially when we're in periods of distress or periods of stress, like we want to feel connected. We want to feel supported. We want to feel like other people are there to connect with and to carry us through. And so we're in this huge period of distress with other people and we're being told you can't connect with them in ways that we're used to. Right. And so that I think carries a lot of distress for a lot of people and starts to bring up a lot of anxiety for everyone. Yeah. And I think you brought up a a good point is that we are in a period of distress. Um, And this is something I've been having to remind myself that this isn't a normal situation. Like I was kind of halfway joking Mm -hmm. earlier, like my patience is so low. Like I find myself getting getting irritated easily. I find myself getting like responding more yeah. strongly to things that things I that come up um, for you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, what? But because this isn't like I'm I'm stretched thin in so many ways. Like work has not slowed down. Yeah. If anything, it's ramped up, and the responsibilities or the um the the responsibility has ramped up as, as well as the charge or what I feel is a charge. No one has given to me, but I do have. I feel a sense of responsibility for work even more now um, than any other time, and so realizing like, yeah, it's okay to be stressed out. Like, cause I was like, why am I waking up in the middle of the night? What am I, I'm not writing. Like, what am I stressed out about? And this, I mean, there's stuff going on. And then, like you said, many of us have lost our coping skills or coping strategies. So for me going out, being around other people, going out to eat was a coping tool for me. And so I don't like even the gym Huge. was a coping strategy like and I've lost all pretty yeah. much all <laughs> of my coping strategies so yeah, yeah it it's difficult um, and I think you bring up a good point about like us losing our coping strategies you know um, even people who like yeah. to stay home like we want people to be around us right you don't want to be home by yourself exactly exactly yeah. and so that part has been really really difficult to deal with and I think if we pay attention or if we just call attention to the fact that this isn't just a normal situation. Like this isn't just a normal day. Uh, We are in a period of distress. And when we are in periods of distress, we need factors that help us cope. And so I think it's going to be really important to think about like, what are some things that could be helpful with coping? But, you know, there are a lot of different factors that make this hard. And that's a really good one. You know, we're being told to do it. Like it's mm-hmm. not something that we selected or self-elected to do. Mm-hmm. We're being told to do it. We've lost a lot of our coping skills. A lot of our coping strategies have been taken away with the distance that's imposed on us. Um, it's scary. Like that's something, you know, this is unlike anything that any of us um, or anyone, you know, that I'm connected to and something unlike anything that we've ever experienced. Right. So there's a lot of uncertainty um, and that causes a lot of distress and a lot of anxiety, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you think about like psychologically and even neurologically, our um, our response system is being activated right now because we're hearing words like pandemic and yeah. it's it's, you know, global pandemic quarantine. And these are words that signal to our brain that 
it signals danger. Yeah. And the tricky part of this is we don't have an end in mind. Right. Like it's not like I am in in danger in this car. This car is about to hit me. Like, you know, at some point it's gonna end. Like either it's gonna hit you, square, swear about the way or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this is just it's ongoing. And just, every day it's something yeah. new. And so our brain is not really having an opportunity to slow down because yeah. it's like a constant, it's easy to follow in that constant sense of danger and hypervigilance, which is even, mm-hmm. um, could be even, I won't say dangerous, but trickier for our people who already have experiences of trauma and anxiety. Yeah. This is piling on. So when you think about like cortisol levels and we're just walking around like hyper vigilant and Hyper. if people are feeling yeah. that way it's a reason they're like you're not yeah. overreacting there's a reason that you're feeling all this stimulation is because your brain is going into fight or flight mode which is all the more reason why it's important to find new coping strategies and figure out right. okay how can i manage this sense of anxiety or impending doom um And when we're in that state of fight or flight, and when we feel that there's this impending doom, we want to be close to the people who can help protect us. You know, there's that want to be closer than ever before. You know, I've had people who I haven't spoken to in years, like video chatting, you know, it's like, oh, video chat with you, you know. Um, and so we have this want <laughs> to be close again, which is a positive, you know, closeness mm-hmm. has definitely come out of it, like different ways of closeness. Right. But I think it stems from the fact that a lot of us are experiencing a really, really difficult emotion that is loneliness. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. loneliness is one, I think is one yeah. of the most difficult emotions for humans to deal with because we aren't mm-hmm. taught how to navigate it, you know, and the ways that we're taught how to navigate it is, oh, just be close to other people, like be more social, like get out and do more things. And we can't do any of that right now, you know? Um, And so we're all bumping up against this really scary feeling that is horrible to sit with. Like it feels really hard to sit with loneliness. And so that's something that definitely makes it really hard to follow the rules, to stay in the house, to sit with that loneliness feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Also, (laughs) I'm saying it like I'm excited about it, but you made me think that loneliness is also has emerged as one of the um, highest predictors of suicidal ideation. Like it outpaces Mm -hmm. hopelessness. Like before, you know, we had always been taught hopelessness is one of the biggest predictors of suicide Mm -hmm. or and it's and loneliness has kind of pushed hopelessness Mm -hmm. out the way, um, which again goes to show the power of connection. So with all that being said, I know we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's even important to reiterate um, uh, replacing or finding, t- you know, temporary replacements for those coping mm-hmm. strategies that, that we may not have access to. So just because we can't phys- physically be around each other, um, being all the more intentional about the virtual contacts of picking up the phone, um, you know, being present where whatever you can. Like even honestly, when I go to the grocery store, sometimes that's the, I, that that's my fix. So I'll talk with the cashier while, you know, during checkout. And I'm like, okay, I'm good now. Like I just needed that little interaction. You know, right. 30 second interaction. A little interaction, <laughs> yeah. of course. And and like, right. And I've noticed my like people smiling more yeah. as you pass them, right? So it doesn't even have to be like if you're like, I don't want to talk to strangers or I don't want to 
you know, be too close for too long or whatever. Like just smile at somebody, make eye contact when you pass. Like those are ways that you can remain connected without feeling as though you're compromising your safety, you know? Yeah. So it's definitely important to, to do, you know, because social isolation can increase a lot of different things. You know, we've talked about anxiety. We've talked about fear. Um, it can compromise your immune system. Like if you're experiencing, like April said, we're in that fight or flight mode, your body is basically trying to keep you alive. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes your immune systems get compromised because your body's working at overload, you know? Yes. And we only have a certain amount of energy and focus that your body can do at once. And so the immune system goes down. Um, you know, we experience a lot of things like poor sleep quality and things of that nature. Um, you know, you're not able to sleep throughout the night or mm-hmm. like April mentioned, being a little bit more on edge, a little bit more, you know. Listen, irritable. everybody can get it right now. <laughs> Every, every, I got, look, you, anybody need me to send an email or you, you, you have bad customer service. Let me know. I got it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time, you know, because we're in, like we're sitting home. Yeah. I find it really interesting and almost p- not pleasing, but you know, before all this happened, like there was so much research saying like, we're so connected yet we're not connected. Like we're connected through technology and this technological connection has really put a damper on real true social connection. And I almost kind of, in I guess in trying to find positive in all of this, I I think that this has shown like when you're not, when that is taken away from you, when real human connection is taken away from you, we're starting to see that that's actually very valuable and it's very necessary. And I actually think it's going to help us start to go back a little bit and say, you know, let me pull back a little bit from technology from time to time and actually engage with. Yeah, like on a deeper level, because I know what it's like to not be able to do that now. For sure. No, you raise a really, really good point because for a minute, like I was feeling really disconnected from people and not just physically disconnected, but just disconnected Mm -hmm. in general. And it was, it was weird for me because I was having, you know, I was doing all the things that we've talked about. I was having the video calls. I was doing the video happy hours. I was, I was, you know, club hopping on Instagram live with all the DJs, you know, like I was doing all of the things that felt like I was staying connected but I realized that all of those connections still lack that deeper connection. You know, like I would talk to a friend for about 30 minutes, but it was more so talking about the coronavirus or talking about being frustrated. And it wasn't like a deep mm-hmm. connection, um, having those real conversations, being able to connect with people who actually are close to me, as opposed to everybody I see, you know, jumping in everybody's Facebook live. And, you know, so it was really important to to me to think about, like, how am I still fostering those deep connections? Yeah. Um, we want depth and not breadth of connections. Right. So how do I deeper connections with people as opposed to so many, you know, very surface connections with everybody I come in contact with um, on social media. So I wonder if this will improve people's or maybe 
encourage people to have learn how to have better communication so that they can communicate with people on a deeper level. Like in the event that, you know, now that I know that I can't use my physical presence or my physical touch or my closeness to express, you know, how I feel, maybe it's going to encourage people to learn how to to communicate on a deeper level. I hope I am optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a rainbow in the sky kind of night. <laughs> yeah, I think people are going to want to, but I think, see, this is what I think is going to happen. I think a couple of things are going to happen. I think we're going to, there is going to be a group that emerges out of this, like with a completely new outlook on life. But you know, what tends to happen is we go back to habits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very quick, especially when things return, we, t- we tend to forget when it was really bad, especially if, you know, depending on how, how long this lasts, if we're only talking about like a couple of months by next year, it's going to be like, Oh, remember that time now, as far as communication reads, I was I was shaking my head when you said, you know, people are going to become better communicators. Because I'm like, that's a whole nother like, <laughs> skill. Now, I do think people will value the connections mm-hmm. more. I, I agree with you there, Erica. I think people, some, some. Will, will value it more. But the communication skill, I think that's going to take another step. Yeah, they'll, de- they'll desire. How. Maybe I should say they might desire to become better yeah. at communicating. Yeah, you just, you're not yeah. just going to... All of a sudden, <laughs> develop communication. Yeah, like I have words for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I know how to use my speak about my feelings, right, now. honey? Because if that was the case, we wouldn't have a job. We did this a long time ago, right? Right. You're right. We worked ourselves out. We of worked job. ourselves yeah. right out of work. <laughs> but yeah, I would hope that you know people will have that desire. And I hope that, you know, I do think, you know, once the pendulum swings one way, it's going to swing to the entire, the complete opposite way. So I think we're going to have like some really positive things happen. It's going to be parties every, like on the, I'm not just, I'm already pre- saving my vacation time. It's, it's going to be like hedonism. Like yeah. I'm coming to work with a, you know, mixed drink. Don't say nothing to me. We just don't have cocktails in the break room. We just about um, to become Jamaica, y'all. That's what we, yes. that's what about to happen. Yes. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a resort. Resort style, a resort style, <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, right. I know we're coming to to a kind of an end. You know what the guy noticed has not changed in South Carolina on my drive to work. What the traffic? People still driving <laughs> slow as hell in the left lane. Look, that's what I was gonna say. Driving, <laughs> we all were like driving, right? <laughs> I don't, and I don't know if it's my irritability because of this stuff or whatever is going on because you're, cause you're isolating. <laughs> But I was on the on the work this morning. I said, "Why, why, why, why? It's it's seven cars on the road. <laughs> why we we should. Why are we still drive? They're not stopping you. There's no state trooper on the side of the go on the way home. There's oh one goodness. car holding up the left lane, sir, ma'am, <laughs> they, them. What are you doing? I'm going sixty in the left lane. I'm 
Oh, okay. Oh, too funny. Too funny. That's, you know, hopefully that would change at some point. I doubt it. We're in a pandemic and you're still driving slow. What if this was life or death? First of all, yeah. Get all us killed by the zombies. First of all, everybody knows how to drive based on their 15 year old skills that they had when South Carolina said you can get a driver's license at the age of 15. They didn't know how to drive in. Driver's ed. Girl. Like they didn't have to take driver's ed. No, I don't required. understand. It's not required. How you don't have to take driver's education in order to drive. Like, but anyway, that's a whole yeah, nother. A whole nother. <laughs> yeah. A whole nother. Some of y'all need to isolate in the house because y'all can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna make that connection. <laughs> right, right. But what we do want y'all to walk away with is that this is difficult, you know, for everybody. Like social distancing is hard. I often like to say physical distancing, but not social distancing, right? So being physically distant from others is really, really difficult. Um, But, you know, it's going to be really, really important to find ways where you can still foster those deep connections still stay um, engaged with each other, engaged with things that are helpful for coping, engaged with things that will help you have this sense of like you're still connecting. Do you guys have any takeaways? Be kind to yourself and and gracious. uh, As I just said, anybody can get it. it. Anybody can get it. Okay. So I guess I'm talking to myself, you know, be kind and gracious to, to yourself and others because we're all figuring out unless mm-hmm. they really trying you. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. No, stop. Then all anybody right. can get it. <laughs> I think I would say um, look for the positive in in all situations, even this situation, it's hard to see the positive when there's so much, um, so much, you know, difficult stuff that people are dealing with, you know, sickness, not being close to family, missing out on important things, but, you know, try to focus on the positive things and what, what you can learn that will be things that will help you grow as a person. You know, I'm, I'm trying to pack my toolbox with things that I'm learning from this and, so that I don't forget, you know, I don't want this, the, this event to pass by. And then I forget, you know, I want to remember the, the lessons mm. that I'm learning from this experience. Mm. Yeah. That's, are you all writing? Are you all journaling right now? No, nah, that's I a great, you know, April, that's a great idea. I probably need to. And I usually do when I'm high in anxiety uh-huh. and I have not done that. And that will probably help me a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good. Also, a good time to reflect, you know, when this when this does pass and we go back to our old habits. Uh, yeah, that is a really good. That's a really good suggestion. And definitely, um, save me a lot of money because um, writing is a whole lot cheaper than having to go buy more bottles of wine because I keep running out. So, yeah, yes. it is. it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of scarcity yeah. is real. Because I'm like, any other yeah. time, I'm like, April, you got four bottles. Why because are you, you know the four bottles, bottles will be no, gone in the end of the week. It takes me so long to finish a bottle. I hate it. it? So 
Yes, um, I can't finish a bottle of wine, and once I can't. Well, I have a motto that like once it's open, <laughs> you gotta finish it. No, I have wine it. stoppers, and I put them back in the fridge. I don't do it Girl. for sparkling. But like mm-hmm. for my Riesling, I'll put the wine stopper. But I'll, I mean, I know it only going to hold for like another day. Like I can't. Well, they have this thing that they say you're supposed to let wine breathe. So I feel like it is um, it's not kind to let the wine breathe <laughs> and then take its air supply away. So <laughs> only that bad boy uncorked and finish that sucker off. Finish it if up. I finish could, it up. I would, but I'm such a lightweight when it comes to um, I just get full quickly. Like anyway, wine. yeah, I don't know. Like a bottle, I'm like yeah. a, a cup. I'm good, or a cup. A bo- What do you got? Down it. What do you put? Glass and a glass. glass. Thank you. <laughs> glass. glass. It's, it's time we go to sleep. Okay. I'm using the word. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> let's move to send send one your love. Send um, your this love. is our time where we think about the people that we want to send our love out to. Um, so does anyone want to go first? I do. I want to send my love out to my grandmother, Minnie Bell, Minnie Bell Farmer. I want to send my love out to my grandmother because she, I don't think she knows this. I've only told my mom this, but whenever I feel anxious or stressed, just like hearing my grandmother's voice helps me. And so I got a chance to talk to her today. And, you know, I never say, oh, I'm feeling this way. It's just, you know, I can talk to her. And it just always calms me. So like, she's the person that I call. I don't think she realizes this, but anytime I have to fly somewhere, you know, do something, I always call my grandmother before I go. Mm, Cause she she just, it's something about her that just gives me a sense of peace. So I send my love to her. Thank you, grandma. You don't even know that just your presence in my life is a blessing so love you oh that's sweet very nice very nice that's sweet i want to send my love to one of my friends um shamarlin fairly she listens um she's one of my coworkers, and she and i had a talk yesterday that was really really helpful um she basically you know, helped me to come to the realization that it is okay if I do not want to have a side hustle and I feel pressure. Like that was, it. she helps me so much to basically just say, the world is standing still. You have time to work on you while the world stands still. It's okay to just do that. And so that lifted a huge load off my shoulders. Um, and so I want to send my love to her um, and thank her. For it was a great reminder because, you know, I've been feeling really pressured here these past couple weeks and a lot of it was self-determined. Like I was putting pressure on myself um, for unknown. I mean, I know the reasons, but pressure on myself. So she was helpful. It was a good reminder. So I want to send my love out to her and thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so I want to send get through this one. My love to my cousin Latoya Henry. Um, I'm hoping by the time this airs, you will be home back with your family and recovering. Um, and just know that we are all praying for you and thinking of you constantly and um just hoping that in a matter of hours and days you are you get to come on home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Send all the love into the universe. I like that. Yeah. I like that. 
Well, we have come to the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening um, to us as we talk a little bit about um, ways to manage and deal with social isolation. Um, You can always find us on any of our listening platforms. If you follow us on Instagram or in Facebook, please feel free to send us messages, send us questions, um, like our posts. Um, If you would like to contact us directly, Directly, you can email us at three psychs and a mic at gmail.com. That is the number three psychs and a mic at gmail.com. And as always, like, subscribe, and recommend us to your friends. Please, and please thank you. Yeah. You guys be safe during this time. Stay in, even though it's hard. You got to do hard things, um, but we want to make it through this. We want to have you on the other side with us. So um, thank y'all for listening. Be safe and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah.